0: I'm gonna stop.
1: i my
0: struggle,
1: yeah, stop. i smell a lot. my gonna I'm going I'm gonna i I'm
0: Right, let's go. Hello there. Welcome to the TRJ podcast. TRJ stands for the ruthless journey, which is what I will be sitting upon today, and hopefully for many future episodes. Uh, my name is uh, my name is Ryan. Just a little bit about me, a little brief. I've been a wrestling fan since 2006, which is when I started watching. Big, big fan of Cena. I was a big Cena guy. You know, it's not, it's not a popular opinion, but yeah, he was, he, he was the guy for me. He was the guy. I loved this feud with Edge. You know, I fucking hated Edge. I fucking hated Edge. Back, back in the day. Obviously, obviously, you know, he's great now. But that, their feud was brilliant. So, little bit of also backstory about what this will be. So back in March obviously when the world kind of kind of stopped I started watching The Ruthless Aggression my plan was to go from the draft to around the end of 2005 because I've I've seen 2006 so I was planning to watch up from the draft onwards down to the end of 2005 so far I've got down to the episode today which will be October the 14th 2002 which is, a, which is a fucking episode uh, of Monday Night Raw. Hailing from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Which would be relevant, don't worry about that. We'll, uh, we'll get into that. So, the story thus far in the Ruthless Aggression. So obviously we've had the draft, which was on the 25th of March. Flair and Vince are partners. Flair has Raw. Vince has SmackDown. During the draft, obviously The Rock gets picked number one overall by SmackDown SmackDown also take Angle. Benoit. Ooh, Maven's in there. And Raw take The Undertaker. Uh, the entire NWO. Oh, Jesus. Kane's in there, I think, as well. As a Raw pick. He, he must have been. Yeah, he must have been. Kane he must be in there. Oh, sorry. And Hogan got picked by SmackDown as well. Hollywood. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. During the draft, the Dudley boys and the APA get split up. Bradshaw and Bubba Ray go to Raw. Devon and... Farouk go to Smackdown so I'll just give you a quick little rundown of what's been going on on the pay-per-views Eddie Guerrero has come back and won the IC title he won it off Rob Van Dam Ric Flair accidentally screwed Steve Austin out of a number one's contenders match against The Undertaker after Austin had his I believe he had his foot under or on the rope Flair didn't see it and counted it but it was a very very boring match it was bloody awful it was half hour i think it was something like that and it was just oh god terrible bloody terrible hogan won the title of triple h won the undisputed title big moment you know that that big young baby face hulk hogan getting his big mega push That's what you love to see during pay-per-views we got get the f out which is when um the wwe had to change their name from the wwf to the wwe uh, after losing a battle with wwf which is the uh the Panda Organisation. I don't know what the acronym actually stands for at the minute. Uh, let me just let me just pull it up. there will be a behind the scenes for you here. Uh, WWF. Yeah, Panda. What's it bloody stand for? The Worldwide Fund for Nature. So That says there should be WWF. Bloody hell. Ridiculous. And the WWE lost their name to them. So you yeah, obviously got the F out. Didn't watch Insurrection, even though it was in my backyard of England. Before it'd be irrelevant. think any storylines be progressed? I've not watched it, I don't know what happens, so maybe I'll watch it down the line, who knows, judgement day, so Goldust shows up in Booker T's hotel room, while Booker T's trying to shag someone, great, you know, good comedy segment, you know, the chemistry between Booker T and Goldust is, is really, really good, Triple H and Chris Jericho have an absolute banger of the Hell in a Cell match, recommend you go watch that Uh, go out your way to watch that because it's really it's really good it's very very good Kurt Angle loses a hair versus hair match against Edge yeah Kurt Angle being bald you know something we're all used to now was a bit weird watching you know obviously at the start of the the shows I was watching he had hair and now he doesn't you know but we won't see him bald for a while because he'll be wearing a wig with a the amateur wrestling gear and the wig you've you've all seen it you've all seen it and Undertaker fresh off his number one contenders match win against austin beat hogan for the undisputed champion so now undertaker is the undisputed champion king of the ring king of the ring was won by that that young upstart that fresh fresh meat that hot prospect brock yes nah. so yeah brock beat rvd in the finals kurt angle in a wig beat hulk hogan clean which was um surprising because you know hogan's not known for putting over of a full-time talent you know but he did Angle beat him, so big boost for angle. And Triple H and Undertaker main evented for the title. Taker won, but there was multiple run ins by The Rock. He there's a little bit of a mess at the end, but setting up a feud between The Rock and Taker to lead into the next pay per view, which which it does, including Kurt Angle in a triple threat match. Um it's a classic triple threat match, I'm sure most of you have seen it. Bloody banger as well. A lot of bangers recently in this in this run. In this run here that I'm talking about. The Rock wins. He's now undisputed champion and will fight Brock Lesnar in the main event of SummerSlam. Gets to SummerSlam. Kurt and Rey Mysterio have a great opener. Kurt wins. Uh, obviously, Triple H and HBK fight in a non-sanctioned match. Again, another another absolute classic uh, HBK wins with the roll-up. I believe it was a roll-up. Might be something else. Cradle pin. Yeah, cradle pin. Something like that. After the match, Triple H attacks a bloody wounded Shawn Michaels. and JR's fuming. Bloody fuming. And Brock wins the Undisputed Championship off The Rock. The Rock's been gone ever since. We've not seen The Rock, obviously. We know. We know I'll be back doing some, uh, doing a new kind of personality. You know, Hollywood rocker be coming. But yeah, as it stands, there's no, there's no rock on the show. Brock's the man. Unforgiven. Not a lot to talk about here. Stephanie done some HLA with a big woman. HLA is hot lesbian action, which was good in 2002. The big woman turned out to be rikishi uh, in drag bischoff was not happy with this rikishi stink faced bischoff that's good stuff that's good stuff cut angle and chris benoit have a a classic match uh, and they've been feuding for a bit in between pay-per-views yep quality match glad you wait to see that triple h retains the heavyweight championship against rob van dam with the help of a screw job by rick flair rick flair helps triple h win the belt Buries RVD in the process and Triple H retains the title. and The seeds of evolution have been planted by them two forming a team. So we'll see where that goes. Sure, Triple H would be very helpful with the young talent, you know, getting him over, getting him to his level. You know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I'm looking, looking very, uh, look very, very optimistic about it. So, and in the main event, Lesnar and Undertaker had a non finish for the title where the fans chanted bullshit. So they've they've been feuding since after SummerSlam. Lesnar, would you believe he bloody touched Undertaker's pregnant pregnant wife's belly? Bloody. Bloody evil. You don't touch a you don't touch a pregnant woman's belly. You don't you don't piss in the wind. You don't tug on Superman's cake, I and mean, you do not touch the dead man's pregnant wife's belly. Jesus. Evil, but yeah. Non finish. They'll be going into No Mercy, which is the next pay per view. After this inside hell in a cell so we'll be looking forward to that so here's a rundown of what's been going on on raw in the interim between march and where we are now october 14th 2002 so after being ineligible to be drafted for some reason austin signed with raw stuns vince stuns flair austin's on raw the nwo takeout out kane we don't see kane for for many months and he gets his mask ripped off, which is I, did, I didn't know the mask come off before. Obviously, he unmasked in 03. But yeah, he, X-Pac took his mask, and he was wearing it about, the little fucking, fucking rotter. The Big Show joined the NWO. Obviously, uh, Kevin Nash, X-Pac, Scott Hall. They are boys. So yeah, Big Show in the NWO. A dominant faction. Probably the most dominant of all time. Flair, who was a face, then turned heel, and joined the... Well, he didn't join the NWO. He was in cahoots. He was booking the show on their behalf. And stuff like that. It was very very WCW of them to do. Tommy Dreamer drinks toilet water. Or some shit. I don't know. He was... uh, I don't know what he was doing to be honest. Stone Cold fights Eddie Guerrero in a pub. With Deborah watching. And they were building up to a feud. Which um, for some reason doesn't happen. Which we'll we'll get to. Booker T then joins the NWO. Everyone's getting involved now. All the WCW guys. Everyone's going to join the NWO. Who the bloody hell's going to join next? RVD beat The Undertaker. For the undisputed title and then he didn't I'm not sure what was going on there but he won and then he didn't but yeah briefly RVD was on the champion but it never counted it never counted Undertaker just had the belt the whole time Eddie Guerrero and RVD had a banger of a ladder match for the IC title where a fan running tried to fight Eddie Guerrero bit mad but yeah that didn't that didn't deter from the match cracking match go out of your way to see Tommy Drummer gets sick on The Undertaker which was fucking vile don't go out of your way to see that because uh, it's disgusting you don't like sick you're not going to like that HBK comes back as a member of the NWO. Kevin Nash brings him back to try and try and get serious NWO. Let's get serious. We're going to bring Shawn Michaels in. Then We're going to get serious and we're going to dominate. Obviously the return work for HBK, but the injecting HBK into the NWO didn't work for the NWO. Flair becomes Steve Austin's personal assistant after losing to him in a one-on-one. That, that didn't really work out for either, man, because Austin takes his ball and goes home. He's not been back. I believe he comes back in early 03 Obviously, we'll see it. Booker T. He gets super kicks out of the NWO by Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels calls him the problem with the NWO, which is far from the truth. There's a lot of things going on that's wrong uh, with the NWO. I mean. Then- McMahon beat Flair for full control of the WWE, thanks to Brock Lesnar, so yeah, McMahon now has 100% control of the WWE, and general managers will be decided soon, Chris Nowinski debuts, uh, Chris Harvard, young kid, I think he's about 20, 22, 23 years old at the time, you know, he's a big kid, Chris Harvard, you know, had the, the heel gimmick. He's, he's been pretty good to be fair, I've not minded him. Not minding Nowinski, he's been all right. Also, we've had Jackie Gator and Linda Miles debut, the winners of the season two of Tough Enough. Yeah, they've uh, we'll 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 get to Gator, uh, but Linda Miles didn't really do much. The Rock came back after a brief hiatus earlier, just after the draft, really, to get back in the undisputed title picture. Had a little mini feud with Eddie Guerrero. Yes. good stuff, you know, building to the match with SummerSlam with Brock and all that, so. He's back on Raw, even though he was the number one draft pick for SmackDown, but he wins the Undisputed title, so he shows on both shows anyway. Some people, the, the, the brand split thing, you know, they kind of flip-flop, like Undertaker's been on both shows, Hogan's been on both shows, Triple H has been on both shows, Austin kind of been on both shows, now The Rock, you know, so some people, the brand split doesn't really apply. Obviously Brock will be on both shows some sometimes, and yeah, yeah, well. Raven then gets banished from Raw, and he's relegated to Sunday Night Heat, for the for the rest of his life, yeah. It's the last. We won't see any Raven, unfortunately. Uh, so, call it the Raven, Nevermore. We will never see the Raven on Monday Night Raw. And then Bucker T and Goldust, Booker T Tan's face. They team up. They're, yeah, they're, they're probably one of the highlights of Raw. Bucker T and Goldust. They've been really good together. Good chemistry. It's, it's something that's been said before, but yeah, they're they're really good together. Jeff Hardy and Undertaker have that ladder match for the Undisputed Title. You know, climb the ladder, kid. Make yourself famous. All that, all that good stuff. So yeah, great match. And then. Oh, Trish, Bradshaw, Nowinski and Jackie Gator have that tag team match it's fucking awful Jackie Gator I I don't think we've seen her since Uh, I'm not surprised send her ass back down to OVW because yeah that match was trash and on the same show fucking Nash, Kevin Nash tears his quads in a 10 man come straight in big hot tag Kevin Nash quads are gone tears both quads we've not seen him since I know he'll be back but yeah, the the NWO dies after that. X, X-PAC's gone. Hall got fired months earlier. But yeah, after that, the NWO is uh, no more. Tommy Dreamer and Stevie Richards, of all people, have a cracking Singapore cane match. I'd recommend seeking that out because that is... It's kind of like an ECW match in a way. You know, The fans are into it. There's canes and bins. And it was a hardcore match, but Sing- I think it was Singapore cane or hardcore. But yeah, cracking match, blood. You know, It's very unlike what was going on. And then, Vince announces the new general manager of Monday Night Raw. Eric Bischoff! They shake hands. JR and King can't believe it. Booker T couldn't believe it when he saw him. They're hugging. And now we're living in Eric Bischoff's Monday Night Raw. Which we still are at the minute, so. I know we'll be for many years onwards. so. DX reunite briefly for about 10-15 minutes. And Triple H pedigrees. Shawn Michaels, terrible pedigree, but... It was a shocking moment, I knew it happened, I was still shocked, couldn't, couldn't fucking believe it, really couldn't believe it. The Un-Americans, who were on Smackdown, not known as the Un-Americans, Tess, Christian and Lance Storm, formed officially on Raw, later being followed by William Regal joining as well. Thought it lasted longer than it than it does, but yeah, by, by where I am now, October 14th, they're pretty much disbanded. They won the tag straps, then lost them. About a month after. Yeah, now they're no more. They've kind of split off into these little little groups. Uh, Lance Storm and Regal are together. Test is on his own. And Christian's now teaming up with Jericho. Triple H gets awarded the heavyweight championship from Bischoff. The reign of terror has officially begun. Here's to many more years of terror. And also RIP, European and Hardcore Championships, they get killed by Eric Bischoff. He doesn't like the Hardcore Division or Europeans. The three-minute warning debut. Beat up old women, announcers and lesbians. So yeah a lot of fun with the three minute warning you know they they tee up the segments but when it happens it's just like May Young and Moolah get beat up and Gus, Leland Garcia gets beaten up it's like Jesus Chris Benoit who got drafted by Smackdown jumped to Raw and then jumped back to Smackdown with Eddie Guerrero he wasn't just kind of flip-flopping you know a couple months here a couple months there he was injured at the start of the draft I got drafted anyway came back around May time yeah from a neck injury and yeah, move move to SmackDown with Guerrero. Chris Jericho jumps to Raw. Raw is now Jericho. Feuded with Flair for a bit of a match at Summerslam. Yeah, Jericho Jericho on Raw, you know. It's, he was yeah, yeah, it's alright, yeah. He's he's not done much yet, but um well he he does something on the on the Raw we're gonna talk about, but yeah, that's so yeah, you know, he's doing all right, he's doing all right, he's doing alright. HBK gets laid out in the parking lot by an unknown attacker. Turns out It was you, Honor. You damn right it was me. So yeah, triple H. Triple H done him. That rat bastard. Yeah, so now they're feuding. Well, they had their match at SummerSlam. We've not seen Shawn Michaels since SummerSlam, but he'll, of course, will be back. Stacy Keebler makes the jump to Raw, becomes Eric Bischoff's uh, assistant for a bit, after being Vince's assistant. Uh, but now she's kind of there on Raw, doing stuff. She'll be on this Raw we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Stacy Keebler, you know. She's better having around um, than not around, you know, for obvious obvious reasons where were we Uh, Lesnar signs an exclusive deal to join Smackdown as champion yeah so now Lesnar's gone from Raw after he won the belt he was appearing on both shows but he signed an exclusive deal with Smackdown so Smackdown now of the Undisputed Championship obviously Triple H got awarded the Heavyweight Championship so now each show has their own world champion Matt Hardy attacks Jeff then joins Smackdown got in a little uh Little alliance with Brock Lesnar for a bit. I think it's still going on. I think it's still going on. And he got a clean win. It wasn't a clean win. He got a win over the Undertaker thanks to Brock. I think it was, might have been two actually. Little push out the gate for Matt Hardy's the, the V1 things kind of kicking in now. So we'll see how that goes. Kane returns to fight off the Un-Americans with Booker and Goldust. So Kane's back in the picture. Of the this this raw we'll talk about is is all about Kane, which I'll get into. Don't you worry about that. Chris Jericho spits apple in Terry's face. Carlito, you ain't mate. Stephanie McMahon shows up in lesbian cosplay and kicks Eric Bischoff in the balls. The Hurricane jumps to Raw and wins the tag titles with Kane. Randy Orton jumps to Raw. Victoria goes mental. The Un-American split up. We get a banging fatal four-way TLC match for the tag titles. Hurricane gets attacked by Triple H before the match, but Kane wins it on his own uh, against the teams of Jeff Hardy and RVD, Jericho and Christian, Bubba and Spike Dudley. Kane wins it for him and the Hurricane, They're tag champions, but...
1: Let me ask you a question, Kane. How happy is Katie Vic? That's right, I know, Kane.
0: I know it all. Ten years ago, you killed her. You are a murderer. Which is what this show is going to be all about.
1: Kane, I promised you that before this night was over, Your life would never be the same. You said... For the first time in my life, I'm happy. Well, unfortunately, some people always can't be that happy. Let me ask you a question, Kane. How happy is Katie Vick? Yeah, that's right. I know it all. Ten years ago...
0: I see champ Kane and the Hurricane arrive. Coach asks if Kane will respond to the accusations that he murdered someone. Kane says it's none of his business and they walk off. They make their way to the ring, kicking off with a tag title match against Christian and Chris Jericho. JR and King saying Kane has to respond to the accusations he is a murderer. You know, fair play. They're kind of, If you get accused of murder, you kind of got Rs kind of to. You kind of just kind of go on like nothing happened and you didn't kill someone. Uh, so... Hopefully he will uh, we'll get an explanation. We get a recap of Jericho busting up Booker T in a still cage match last week against the Big Show. Mid-recap, Booker T then comes out on the ramp and attacks Chris Jericho as he's making his entrance. Johnny Ace and Finlay spotted to take him away. Kane throws Christian into the ring. And we get an early Shining Wizard from the Hurricane kick out. Jericho runs in. No tag. Clothesline by Kane. Jericho press-slammed onto Christian on the outside. Somersault plancher by Hurricane. Roll back into the ring. Kick out two. Kane then tags in. Beats on Christian. Christian throttled by Kane into Jericho. Knocks him off the apron. Tilt well power slam for a two count. Hurricane then comes in. Jericho pulls the rope down. Throwing the hurricane to the outside. Then gets thrown into the barricade. Double teamed by Christian and Jericho. A weird mic noise that really hurt my fucking ears. While that's going on. Don't know what that was about. Didn't get one for the rest of the night luckily. JR bets his black hat that Kane is not a murderer. JR then asks King if he's ever been accused of anything. And did it feel good? Wouldn't want to go into... Jerry Lawler being accused of anything live on a broadcast. Yeah, we'll just we'll move on from there. And uh, Jericho then tags in. And then a hot tag to Kane. Sidewalk slam to Jericho. Top rope clothesline to Jericho. Throws Christian to the outside. You know, house of fire. Kane's coming in like. Christian then goes for the cheap shot with the belt and the top rope. But then gets caught. Top rope drop kick to Chris Jericho. Two count. Hurrah tag. Rocket launch by Kane onto Jericho. Christian thrown into the steps by Kane. Tries to murder Christian with the steps to the face, but rolls out. Christian rolls out of the way. Christian and Kane brawl on the ramp. Jericho goes for the lion's sword. Hurricane gets the knees up. Choke slam attempt blocked. Walls of Jericho blocked. Small package by Hurricane. Countered by Jericho. Puts his foot on the ropes. Free count. Jericho and Christian have won the tag team championships. Commentators try and justify this, saying that Kane's head is not in the right place. JR then says, how could he be? He's just been accused of being a murderer. Decent decent low opening. you know, obviously they only won the tag belts fucking two weeks ago, but they've lost it straight away. Obviously plays into the story of Kane. His head's not in the right place at the minute because he's been accused of a murderer. Um, of being a murderer, sorry. You come backstage, Christian and Jericho with the champagne and the belts. They run into Goldust and Booker backstage. Booker's trying to get at, trying to get at Jericho, obviously for what happened earlier. Bischoff then comes in and books Jericho and Christian versus Booker and Goldust at no mercy. This is the go-home for no mercy. So that match has been made, tag titles on the line Booker says, this sucker's ass belongs to me So looking forward to that, It'll be a decent little match I'm not sure who's going to win, but we'll find out Lance Storm and Regal come out to a decent pop Obviously Storm is from Canada, we're in Montreal Recap of Regal being dressed as a showgirl last week Beating Goldust with the brass knucks and help from Lance Storm We've got Lance Storm versus Al Snow next Regal sits on commentary Full of piss and vinegar because of what happened, him being dressed as a shoga, which the commentators keep bringing up. As this is going on, there's a springboard by Storm into a power slam by Al Snow. Good little move there. Regal then storms off after him being dressed as a shoga gets brought up again on a recap. He walks to ringside, underhook headbutts by Snow onto Storm. A nice back body drop by Snow as well. Slides out and uppercuts Regal. You know, trying to, you know, he's got two men against him, you know, you've got to try and, try and sort out the numbers, you know, try and get anything he can. Springboard cross body. Roll by Storm for a two count. Snow then comes off the rope and gets tripped by Regal. Regal then throws the nuts to Storm. Snow blocks it. Regal then distracts Snow coming off the ropes again. Into the super kick by Storm. Three count. Short match, a couple of minutes long. Decent stuff, you know. Now snow. Last storm. You know, they're good good workers, you know. Put a decent little match on. Um yeah, yeah, it was alright, you know. Not sure where they're going with Regal and Storm. Not sure where they're going with snow either. We'll we get a little bit more of what's going with snow later, kind of. But yeah, yeah, decent, decent little little quick match. Not a lot to, not a lot to say about that, really. Backstage, coach interviews Victoria about her match against Trish Stratus for the Women's Championship at No Mercy. He asked what the previous relationship Victoria had with Trish, which was alluded to the previous week, I believe. Victoria says that Trish stopped her from getting her chance in WWE. Says she'll do anything to get her chance. Unlike Trish, who will do anyone. Ooh. Trish then steps in the frame, slaps Victoria right in the mouth, which Victoria starts laughing at. Like a fucking maniac. Cut to Jeff Hardy and Spike Dudley backstage. RVD comes in, daps him up, you know, all three of them standing there. Also, they got told by Bischoff to meet him there. Spike says Bubba doesn't remember TLC match from last week, which I you know, ain't kayfabe, that's fucking legit from what I've, uh, what I've heard from the Jericho podcast and all that. Bubba was fucked. Bischoff then praises the three of them for last week's TLC match. Bischoff says he has his own personal highlight reel to show them, which is just a recap of the match last week. Jeff then gets told he's facing Rico next. Spike gets told to take a hike, which Spike responds by saying, Bite me! Good stuff. RVD then gets told by Bischoff he's facing Ric Flair at No Mercy, trying to get revenge on what happened at Unforgiven. Bischoff can understand why he'd be angry. RVD says, Cool. Bischoff then says he's very fair, and he books a Canadian lumberjack match between RVD and Triple H. Then we cut to Flair and Triple H in their locker room. They don't know what a Canadian lumberjack match is. Neither did I. Triple H says the guys outside the ring would love to take a shot with the leather straps they will have. So yeah, basically what the Canadian lumberjack match is is lumberjacks outside the ring with straps to whip the people who fought outside of the ring. Triple H says he'll take care of RVD tonight and will ruin Kane's night. Calls him a burnt up freak promises to expose the truth about Katie Vick unless Kane does first. Visibly sore, Jeff Hardy comes out, feeling the effects from the TLC match last week. Rico and his banging theme come. You you look so good to me. That's a fucking tune. I'm not going to lie. Proper dressed up like a tiger. You know, tiger jacket, tiger trousers. He's full on tiger. No shirt on him. Rico then puts the tiger coat over Jeff's head and attacks him. Jeff counters and Cactus clotheslines Rico over the top rope. Walks along the guardrail and clotheslines Rico. You know, the little little tightrope thing he does on the guardrail. Good stuff. Rico sucks chant. Obviously a lot more of a, of a kind of a strange undertone with that, given the character that Rico has. Spin kick to the tummy by Rico. Flow of Strikes in the Corner by Rico. JR puts over his uh, martial arts background and him being a former police officer. So, you know, putting over Rico's legit, regardless of what he looks like. You know, pretty pretty good stuff. Scissor Lock by Rico. King then asks if Bubba is at home with his parents and if they're close, uh, like second cousins. <laughs> God, incest jokes, good stuff. Uh, I'm sure Bubba would be happy about that. Jeff then fights out and leg drops Rico in the balls. Uh, whisper in the wind, two count. More kicks by Rico for a two-count. Top rope dive counted by a drop kick from Jeff. Call for the swanton. Nails it. He called his shot. God damn it. Free count. JR then says Kane, he can't be a murderer. So soon we will be hearing from Kane regarding that. So we then cut to Kane and the hurricane backstage. Kane is upset and smashing shit. Kane says he doesn't give a damn about tag titles. And he wants to be left alone. Terry comes up to console Kane, says she's not there as an interviewer, but as a friend. Didn't know they were mates. I didn't know Kane had mates, but, uh, right. Fair enough. Says he needs to let out what's inside of him publicly. She says he can't beat Triple H for the title with no mercy in this mindset. Kane agrees, and he says he will tell his story, and he says thanks to Terry for talking to him. Kane then comes out to the ring, mic in hand, and we get the explanation of what happened with him and Katie Vick.
1: About time. Come on, Kate, tell us the truth. Katie Vick was a friend of mine, and Katie Vick is dead. But I didn't kill her. It was an accident, and I am not a murderer. You see, Katie and I were friends about 10 years ago, back when I first started wrestling. In fact, she came to my first match and she was probably the only one that cared when I was getting beat up. I cared about her too. One night, Katie and I, uh, we went to a party and Katie had too much to drink. So I decided that I should drive her home I wasn't real familiar with the stick shift, but Katie insisted that we take her car. Uh, it was dark. The road was slick because it was raining, and an uh, animal jump, jumped right out in front of us. And uh, I swerved, swerved to uh, to avoid it, and the car spun out of control, went off the road, and. Uh, I broke my arm, but Katie was uh, Katie was killed instantly. But it was an accident. But it's something that I have to live with, and something that I've thought about every day since. So. The only thing that I have left to say is what I said to Katie's parents. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, boo hoo, Kane. Boo hoo. Triple H then comes out. Boo hoo, Kane. Boo hoo. What a rotter. Triple H says he should tell them the whole truth. Kane should tell him he was drinking and there was empty beer cans in the car and at the crime scene. Oh, God. And also that he should explain why doctors found Kane's semen in Katie during the autopsy. Is this... Is this wrestling? Is this... Oh, God. What the fuck is going on? Calls Katie Moore and the friends to Kane... Triple H says Kate owned him. Says no one will ever burn up freak like Kane. Although Kane was not charged, Triple H says it's fact that it points to him that Kane killed her. <sighs> <laughs> oh god. And then Triple H asks Kane if he raped her or if he's a necrophiliac. Cuts a fucking commercial Oh my god No wonder they do not fucking bring this up Apart from that one time Kane actually brought this back up Fuck me What is this This is the main event feud on Raw Raping dead girls Oh god Jesus Let me get a recap Back from commercial About what Triple H was just saying And then we cut to backstage where Kane is leaving the arena, gets stopped by Hurricane. Kane says if he stays, he'll do something he'll regret. I don't blame him. Someone, you know, at your place of work is saying you're a necrophiliac or a rapist. You want to get out of Dodge there as well. And everyone knows you're a murderer anyway, so yeah. Might as well just get out of there, you know, take the night off. Stacy Keebler comes out to a mega pop in a, in a referee uniform—not the referee uniform that you're used to, the referee uniform that you're thinking of. Stacy Keibler and Jerry gets a boner at commentary as, as usual when Stacy Keebler comes out. King talks about baby of the year 2002. And Trish Stratus is one of the finalists. The women's champion Trish Stratus is one of the finalists for Maxim Babe of the Year. So the women's evolution is in full effect all the way back to 2002 which is good to see Molly Holly comes out looking like a dinner lady no disrespect Molly Holly's probably the best worker they have at the minute but yeah you know she's alright she's eight and then Victoria comes out JR calls her evil she's an evil woman and then we get a recap of two weeks ago where Victoria brained Trish with a chair in the skull then we get Jacqueline coming out this is a tag team match Stacey's special guest referee Victoria and Molly Holly versus Trish and Jacqueline. Jacqueline shows up every now and again just to kind of fill these roles. She she could be doing much more. because she, she's pretty good, you know, tough as nails and all that. So yeah, no, I don't mind Jacqueline. She's decent. She's decent. Women's champ Trish comes out to a mega pop. Obviously, this is in Canada. Trish is the women's champion. She's the she's the big you know the big face in the women's division. I mean, face of the women's division is Trish Stratus. She had she had her um, attitude era theme for a bit. The wow wow wow, but now she's got. Whoa, time to rock and roll, this time I'm in control. You know, little, bit of Lil' Kim, you know, you can't go on with a bit of Lil' Kim, you know. Trish goes straight for Victoria, but Molly and Trish actually start off the match when the bell rings. Neckbreaker by Trish, tags in Jackie, hair toss by Jackie. Uh, we want puppies, Sean, straight away. So, yeah, Let's see what the, the Montreal faithful want from their women's uh, women's wrestling. Trish tags back in, double clothesline to Molly and Victoria. Molly slams Trish by the hair from behind. Northern Lights suplex by Molly for a two-count, which looked pretty good. Jerry then says he likes when Stacy Keebler makes a count because it looks like she's spanking the mat. Yeah, Jesus Christ. We get it. You like Stacy Keebler, but come on now. There's, there's wrestling going on. Where's the wrestling? You commentate. Where's the wrestling? Come on. Now we get slammed by Molly. Tagged to Victoria, who does a slingshot leg drop over the ropes. Two-count. That's pretty nice, you know, the little flip over. She's very athletic, Victoria. She's, big, she's a big woman. She's muscly. And she's, she's athletic as well. She does top rows. She does spring balls and stuff. She's, she's really good. She ain't been there long as well. JR then says she's in good position for two count, which Jerry uh, then says Stacey's always in a good position. Fuck's sake. Torture rack tilt well into a backbreaker by Victoria. Take to Molly. Nobody home for the handspring elbow by Molly. Trish tags Jackie in for the warm the warm tag. You know, the crowd weren't really behind it. Side slam by Jackie. Count interrupted by Victoria. Trish and Victoria go at it on the outside spin kick by Jackie looks like Stacy is going to count three but faints injury on the shoulder before she can make the free count Jackie's fuming goes up to Stacy bit of a clunky spot where Jackie is being pushed into Stacy by Molly but Stacy doesn't really get the contact and she just kind of falls out of the ring like she's not been hit yeah ddt by Jackie but they cut away free count but no ref male ref comes in counts the free uh, after the match, super kick by Victoria on Jackie, which looked pretty good, you know. Uh, whilst Trish and Jackie celebrated, Trish, Spears, Victoria, catfight on the outside. Ref try to restrain them, while King says, they're molesting them, they're molesting those women. JR says he's jealous. Jerry just says, well, uh, the catfight continues on, and then we cut to black. These these tag tag matches with the women, they're all they're all the same, really, you know. They don't give them a lot of time, but they are, they are what they are, you know. Trish is Trish is getting better. Obviously, Molly, Victoria, and Jackie are all good workers, but they just don't get the time. They really just don't get the time to to do anything. Obviously, the, the focus here is Stacy is sexy. So, yeah, we'll get more of Trish later on, but not in the way that you're uh, you're thinking. So, well, maybe you are. We'll see. We'll get there. Cut to backstage. Nick Patrick is given straps to Dreamer, Spike Booker, and Goldust for the Canadian Lumberjack match later on tonight. We then get a promo that Batista. He's coming to Raw. Obviously, he debuted as Deacon Batista not long after the draft with Devon. Batista kind of, kind of split away from Devon. von Now he's coming to Raw. So be looking forward to that. Eric Bischoff in the ring. JR calls him the Tony Soprano of Raw. I've uh, never watched The Sopranos, but apparently that is a... I don't know if it's a compliment or... I don't know. Probably not because it's JR and he doesn't like Eric Bischoff. So. He says Kane will be at no mercy regardless of his state of mind and that the match will be title for title, winner-take-all IC belt versus heavyweight championship. Bischoff then says it's the last time the IC title will be represented. Kind of caught me by surprise. I didn't know they were planning to retire the IC belt. He then introduces Pat Patterson in his hometown of Montreal. Patterson speaks some French, which gets a big pop from the crowd. Bischoff then says that Raw is an English-speaking show to booze. Patterson says he doesn't trust Bischoff. Bischoff says he respects Patterson. says this this ain't about no three-minute warning, Pat. Chill out, you know, we're all mates here. Just relax. Then plays a tribute video for the IC title. We get shots of Macho Man, Bret Hart, Honky Tonk Man, Ole Warrior, Roddy Piper, British Bulldog, HBK, Rezo Ramon, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Owen Hart, even gets on there, Steve Austin, and that young little upstart that not many people heard of, Rocky Maivia. Not sure what happened to Rocky Maivia. And then we get a section in the recap talking about the controversy of the uh, title, including when Austin broke his neck and then his feud with The Rock uh, over the title, and then China and Jeff Jarrett, Y2J in China being double champ, Angle being Eurocontinental champ. Not a lot of them are controversies, but you know, yeah, fair enough. It is what it is. We get that afterwards showing RVD Kane and finally Pat Patterson as intercontinental champions. Once the package ends, Patterson gets a standing ovation. Three minute warning, Uh, then come out, Bischoff, you lied, you bastard. They beat the piss out of him, Samoan dropped by Rosie onto Patterson, Bischoff then says, just like the IC title, Patterson, three minutes are up. Then we get Gerald Briscoe coming to Patterson's aid, gets a pop, obviously doesn't do much because he's an old fuck against two massive Samoan bastards in street gear, double headbutt, Followed by an arse splash by Jamal in the corner. Samoan splashed by Jamal onto Patterson. Big Show then comes out with a strap. Big Show's a heel. But he's coming to fight off the three-minute warning. He got attacked by the three-minute warning a couple weeks ago. So then he comes out and starts whipping him out of the ring. Then D'Lo comes out with a strap. Followed by Jeff Hardy. Two men have also been attacked by a three-minute warning. Yeah, trying to find a a common ground to, to fight on. Um, the three of them, so I don't think it's gonna go anywhere with them three. But yeah, the fight off the three minute warning, the three minute warning, the high tail it out of there, and then we end it with Jeff Hardy and D'Lo Brown checking on Pat Patterson and Briscoe. Yes, yeah, since since three minute warning have debuted, they've been having segments, you know, like this, where they've been coming out and attacking some wrestlers, others like muller and May, the the lesbians, just as they were called the lesbians. So I'm gonna call them the lesbians. They attacked a team on SmackDown, which we will be talking about in the next episode that I do which would be on the Smackdown before No Mercy but yeah three minute warning have been about for a bit now they've not they've had one match at Unforgiven which led to Stephanie and the Rikishi segment but yeah other than that they've not really had any matches Rico's their manager as well he he jumped from Smackdown to managing but he's not really been associated with them recently so I don't know if that's over but we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see Chris Nowinski backstage with Al Snow Al Snow tells Nowinski how proud he is of him for making it here obviously Al Snow was his trainer on Tough Enough Season 1. Nowinski then says, he did make it. No thanks to Al, which uh, Al looks upset about. And then Nowinski says, nice loss tonight to Al, which is uh, a bloody bird and a half laugh. i would be fuming if someone said that to me. Nice loss. Kiss your mouth with that mouth. Okay, no. Now we go into Nowinski versus Tommy Dreamer. Starts off with a drop toe hold by Dreamer. A neck breaker and then a two count by Dreamer. Heavy Irish whip into the corner by Nowinski. Dreamer reverses into a spine buster for a two count. JR and King discuss Kane's explanation earlier on tonight. Whilst this is going on, we get a back body drop by Dreamer into another neck breaker, another two count. Reversal by Nowinski into a spine buster, which uh, wasn't a great, it's kind of like a double leg takedown kind of spine buster deal, but no. Effective Effective I'll say that Nowinski goes to the outside And grabs a Singapore cane Dreamer then grabs Nowinski Off the Al Snow distraction uh, Al Snow had walked out During the match Dreamer then puts Nowinski In the tree of woe Then sticks his foot on his balls Which looks shoot painful I wouldn't want that to happen to me Al watches intently On the outside Dreamer goes for the cane But Al grabs it Nowinski then hits a four-nose And slam for the distraction Free count Nowinski wins Al and Nowinski Have a little stare down uh, Al walks off with the cane Speaking of cane JR and King still go back and forth on whether he is a murderer. Still something they disagree on. Terry Runnels backstage with world champion Triple H. She asks how he can justify the accusations he made earlier. Triple H says he doesn't have to justify anything. As police reports back up what he said. Triple H then says he doesn't want to get into the ring with a murderer. I mean, who wouldn't, you know? Who bloody wouldn't? Terry then asks if it's convenient Triple H found all this out before their mash at no mercy. Triple H says it was given to him and then calls Kane a murderer, which seems to be the theme tonight. Uh, if i had have taken a shot for every time Kane got called a murderer, uh, I wouldn't be recording this because I'd be dead. Triple H then says that Terry should be aware of Kane. Again, he's a murderer. So yeah, that's, that's that again. Says he can take the life of Katie Vick, but he will never take the world title. Good way to build up your baby face saying he killed someone, you know? Sure. It's, just, it's just an interesting way to build up a baby face, you know? We then cut to a sign saying that Kane is innocent. And then we cut to another sign saying Kane is not a murderer. He's a freak. lad's wearing a Triple H shirt as well. One of them plants that Triple H is stuck in there to really, really dig the knife into Kane further. Little bastard. Triple H then says he's always overcome the odds. And he's going to beat RVD tonight. And he's going to beat Kane at no mercy. We then get a hype package for Randy Orton, talking about how much women love him. Uh, the narrator calls him a legend in the making. Also, his his dad and his granddad are talking about how much pussy Randy Orton gets, which is which is weird. We get Bob Orton Jr. saying that he always tells Randy to bring protection with him. So
1: I've just told him to wear protection. Randy Orton,
0: a legend in the making fair enough. So if they want to bring out your star, but even here calling him a legend in the making, you know, Randy only's been on the he's been on the roster for what five five, six months. But yeah, they I think they already know what they have. Hopefully it works out for him. You know, you don't hear much of him these days. Don't know what he's doing, but hopefully in this run it everything'll work out for him. So looking forward to it. We then get JR on the stage who brings out the man of the hour, Randy Orton, whose arm is in a sling. Randy Orton announces he's taught his shoulder, which the crowd cheers. Randy then says he'll be back in three to four months to booze. Randy then says people can email him, wishing him a speedy recovery, and then the email address is up on the screen, getwellrandy at WWE.com. I did try an email, but it just bounced back. Fans then sing, na-na-na-na, hey-hey, goodbye. Randy promises he'll respond to every single email that he gets. He says that Montreal is known as the place that Bret Hart got screwed, but should also be known as the place Randy Orton got screwed, and says unlike Bret Hart, he'll be back to further booze. So, this promo was brought up in the Ruthless Aggression documentary that they did at the start of last year, when they did the Evolution episode. And the way they discussed it was that it was cut as a as a proper earnest babyface promo by by Randy. But I don't know. This is a, this is a Hill promo, you know. Bring you don't bring up Bret Hart in Montreal saying you don't bring up a screw job if you're trying to get you know rea- a, a positive reaction, you know, unless it was a on the fly I don't know but the way they were talking about in the, uh in the documentary this was oh Randy got shitted on in, in Montreal and he was just trying to be an earnest baby face but now this is this is kind of like the the Bo Dallas deal that they were doing in NXT where he he's over the top with his with his faceness that it, it gone as a heel reaction on purpose this is what they're doing here with Randy so but yeah Randy's only had a couple of matches on Raw he's going to be out for three or four months now so you know we'll see him for a while but obviously we know we know he'll be back Probably by that time he'll be with Evolution, but we, uh, but we'll see. We will see. Cut to Booker T and Big Show walking to the ring for a false Cat anywhere match that I didn't know was happening until that. Booker T comes out to a huge pop. Montreal loves Booker. The way that Booker T's been positioned recently, it's 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 as if he's going to be the next the next big face. You know, he's had the arc where he got kicked out the NWO, the Spinner Rooney's over. You know, the the suckers over. It's, he's he's. I think he's a, He's below RVD in terms of top babyface on Raw at the minute, but he's definitely on his way. Like It, it, it seems like he's on his way to being the, the next big babyface on Raw, but, which he's deserved because, you know, he's been putting in good performances. He's over, he's charismatic, he can talk, you know, so... And obviously he's been the, he's been the top babyface before in WCW, so he can be trusted with that mantle. So we'll see we'll see how it progresses. Obviously he's been in a tag team with Goldust as well, so he's not broken out as a single star just yet. But he's definitely on his way to doing that. Big Show comes out full of piss and vinegar. He's, he's bloody angry. Breaks out of his entrance, presses that X button, uh, and he goes straight for Booker. But he, but Booker ducks out of the way and gets some punches in. Big Show throws Booker into the corner and then into the other corner. Tries to splash Booker, but Booker gets the boot up. Kicks him in the leg, and you know, trying to chop down the tree. Big bastard, Big Show. Tries to Irish whip Big Show, but Show launches Booker out of the ring with his own Irish whip. Clothesline by Show on the outside. Booker launched into the barricade. Pin on the outside, two count. Just remember this is a false count anywhere match, fucking hell. Show then throws Booker into the barricade again. Tries to splash Booker into the barricade, but Booker launches him over into the crowd booker then jumps off the barricade onto show bit of crowd brawling and then we go into the backstage area which was uh pretty quickly show then slams booker into a wall we then see in the background Flair walking past with triple h in his ring gear on a forklift uh, and then they drive off camera bit bit random but we'll, we'll see what happens there in a bit booker then gets slammed into the wall again and again i don't know why that just reminded me but why did expat call big show g money when they were in the nwo if anyone can tell me i'd fucking love to know because it made no sense G- the only thing I could think of right is that Big Show's last name is, is White but it's spelled W-I-G-H-T so this is not how you spell White usually so that was maybe why but I don't know if anyone can tell me then you know let me know because it's been bothering me for, for a better part of six months now so. so then Show tries to boot Booker into the wall Booker gets out of Dodge and Show boots the wall and he goes because it hurts Booker then sprays Show with a fire extinguisher. We get B Show saying, Oh, my eyes. You know, he's, he's been sprayed in the eyes, you know, it fucking hurts. Could imagine. Show then drops to the floor. Cover, two count. Booker T then slams Show's head onto a crate. Scissors kick on the floor, two count. Show slams Booker into a crate. Booker then gets chopped and falls for a door that says Woman's Locker Room. Ow! Show and Booker stroll past Terry and Jackie with a towel covering her boobs. Booker then low blows Show trish is in the background in a towel the woman's champion trish Stratis, is in the background in a towel just watching this going on again nice to see the woman's evolution is in full effect in 2002 jerry gets excited and hopes it's not molly in the background booker and show brawl in the shower cover two count jerry then Trish to drop the towel the, uh, chair shot from behind by y2j uh, carrying on from what happened earlier on uh, where they were brawling tell show to cover him free count big show wins Christian's there shouting as well, obviously, backing up his boy, Chris Jericho. Trish, again, the woman's champion, is just standing there in a towel. Good stuff. Jericho hits her with the how you doing, like Joey Tribbiani, in his prime. And then Jericho turns the shower on Booker, and Booker gets wet. Not not a bad little match, you know. Didn't last long in the ring, so it's just one of them going to the crowd kind of deals. So obviously, Triple H and Flair in the background Carrying on a thread that goes on to what happens next So we cut to Triple H and Flair Triple H still on that forklift He backs into a door that says locker room 1 on it Coach approaches to ask Triple H what he's doing Triple H says half the lumberjacks are going to be delayed uh, And then asks Coach if he has a problem with that Calls him a stooge and then throws him to the ground Lol, sorry Coach Canadian lumberjack match is next So obviously what's happened here Triple H has blocked in all the babyfaces in the locker room Because you know heels and babyfaces don't share the same locker room so obviously the likes of Spike Dudley, Jeff Hardy, you know, they'll 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 be in there. They'll be trapped. They can't get out. And now all the dickheads on Raw now a free will just to slap up RVD and Triple H won't get touched. Uh, this the cerebral assassin for a reason. Main event. So half the Lumjacks are ringside. Jericho, Regal, Nowinski, Rico. Three minute warning. Christian, Big Show, and Lance Storm. Triple H comes out with flare in tow. JR calls him heartless. He's heartless. RVD comes out to a decent pop. Hits Triple H straight away over a jumping and spinning heel kick, followed by two clotheslines. Throws Triple H into the corner, and hits a forward roll into a monkey flip. Ten punch in the corner and backflips out onto his feet. Obviously, RVD is very, very agile. You know, this, this this match is you know obviously it's a bit of an afterthought, which is a shame because RVD was he was positioned as the top face on the way to Unforgiven. You know, he he was the only man to pin Triple H. Since Triple H has won the belt. But yeah, he's just he's been shafted now. He's just been shafted. The reign of terror is in full effect and RVD is the first casualty. Will Kane be the second? Uh, we'll find out at no mercy. Yeah, we'll see. We get a 10 punch in the corner and backflips out onto his feet. Triple H then throws RVD to the outside. And then RVD starts getting whipped by everyone apart from Christian who's stomping on him for some reason. Uh, even though he has a strap on his hand. So, good on you Christian. Be like no one. RVD gets tossed back into the ring. Triple H starts throwing punches at RVD RVD fights back Triple H throws him to the outside again For some more whipping Gets thrown back in to count Triple H starts laying in punches to a prone RVD RVD's covering in welts on the back RVD then flips out of a backdrop And hits a heel kick Clotheslines Triple H to the outside But no one whips him JR then says Strap his big ass He He really wants to see Triple H get his ass whipped But you know just like the Mark Henry song. RVD dives to the outside on top of Triple H and the Lumberjacks. You know, big, big dive. Doesn't come from an arse's roar of the Big Show, but Big Show bumps anyway. RVD attacks the Lumberjacks, still standing. Throws Triple H back into the ring, but gets grabbed by the foot by Rico. Triple H then hits a kick to the outside onto RVD, who then gets whipped again. Big Show then picks him up and throws him into the steps. I, I don't understand why everyone's kind of working for Triple H here. You know, Obviously, they're all the heels, you know. Budding up with the heels But Triple H is a dickhead Like You know what I mean like, I, don't, I don't understand Why would Why would Lance Storm and Rico be Fighting on behalf of Triple H And Ric Flair And Big Show Like I don't know Gets press slammed back into the ring By Big Show RVD kicks out of a pin At two Triple H then drops elbows Onto the back of RVD To RVD chance So this is Triple H target in the back You know Obviously he's been whipped in the back So Cerebral assassin mate You know This is what he does this is what he does. He then targets the back again with shoulder blocks into the corner. Hits a suplex on RVD and then does the RVD thumbs. What a dick. Triple H hits a sidewalk backbreaker for another two count. Triple H then sits RVD onto the top turnbuckle. JR and King discuss Kane leaving earlier and King suspects he drove off in a white bronco. Oh, fucking hell. Timely reference. That ten years before that happened. Fucking hell, mate. He ain't a murderer. He ain't a murderer. You heard his story. He was drinking, and he wasn't driving a Ford Bronco. RVD then fights back, but Triple H hits a superplex onto RVD. So, you screwed Brett chance. Clearly, Randy Orton's promo earlier has rolled him up all the way into the main event. Kick out by RVD at two again. Triple H then puts on an abdominal stretch. Rosie and Triple H hold hands for extra leverage of the referee's eye line. Good to see uh, Rosie getting involved and helping out the King of Kings. Hebner then spots and kicks their hands apart. Triple H and Hebner get into it. Don't get physical, just a, just a verbal little back and forth between the two of them. Another suplex attempt, but RVD gets out of it and into a roll-up for a two-count. Uh, Inziguri missed into a mule kick by RVD. Backflip, shoulder thrust into the corner by RVD, followed by a springboard savat kick. Very nice stuff, you know, the basic RVD stuff, but you know, no one else can do it, so it's, it's still good stuff, it's still good stuff. A rolling thunder by RVD, kick out of two. Pedigree attempt by Triple H gets reversed into a back body drop. RVD then flips off the back of Triple H After an Irish whip into another spinning kick Goes with a 5 star frog splash But gets dropped into the turnbuckle Balls first by Jericho Painful, that looks very painful RVD then falls to the outside For further strap assaultage Booker T comes out of a strap Along with other baby faces Like Goldust, Al Snow, The Hurricane D-Lo Brown, Spike Dudley Jeff Hardy, Tommy Dreamer And Johnny Stambouli is in there as well. Don't ask, don't know what he's doing there, mate. RVD finds himself on the top rope, hits a top rope that kick into Triple H, goes for the five star again, hits it, but he's too sore to cover. Does the sore tummy sell?
1: Who my tummy, I can't do the cover.
0: Flair hits RVD with a belt. Ref sees none of this because he's on the outside trying to regain order between the lumberjacks. Triple H pins RVD for the free. JR is upset, as is everyone in Montreal. Not for long, because Kane then comes back and lays waste to the Hill lumberjacks in his path, and face Delo uh, who gets clotheslines lines along with Lance Storm. Poor D'Lo Brown, what did he do to anyone? Triple H and Flair shit themselves. Kane attacks both of them, attempts a double choke slam, but gets low blow by the dirtiest player in the game, Richard Flair. Nowinski then comes in and attacks Kane from behind. Kane choke slams Nowinski, boots Rico, then choke slams D'Lo again. Delo he's a face. What are you attacking d for? For you was boys, you know? Then chokeslams Rico Three minute warning Attack Kane Triple H and Flair walk back to the ring Kane fights out And chokeslams Jamal Then Rosie Triple H and Flair retreat Corner pyro Slow chemical Go off in the air with Jagar screaming Triple H will burn in hell End of show. I thought it was a banging roar, to be honest. You know, it was a really, really hot ending. Obviously, we had the uh, the tag titles changing hands. You know, we had the, the whole the whole run of the episode was just Kane's story for Al. You know, it starts off with him. Um, his mind's not in the right place. Doesn't get off to the best, obviously, losing the tag belts. His mind's elsewhere. He has to confide with Terry, and she tells him, you have to let, let the truth out of what happens, you know, otherwise you're not going to be mentally prepared for No Mercy. Uh, which he does. Obviously, goes back and forth with Triple H. Triple H just being a dick to him all night. Triple H is being a dick all night in general, you know, locking the uh, locking the uh, face lumberjacks in to the locker room. But you know, obviously, we get the big big baby face ending with Kane clearing house, looking like a looking like a fucking monster, laying waste to everyone. Triple H is scared of him. You know, the big boom at the end. You know, and re- it, you know it's the last big push they've given to Kane as a as a big face for no mercy. But in in ring, he looks strong it's not that it's the, everything else is just it's weakening him calling him a murderer and you know saying he's a rapist and a, and a necrophiliac and all this it's just like mate he's your mega face he's your big number one face for the for the title match and you're, you're doing this but yeah everything in ring is fine like the way he's been booked but outside of the ring it's just yeah I don't know it's just making him look like a fucking idiot and a, and a weirdo and a freak but we'll see what happens at No Mercy obviously we've got that's going to be the... Uh, I presume that... Mm, actually. We'll-, we'll get to it in Smackdown as to what will be the main event. Um, but Triple H and Kane will be fighting winner-take-all in the Continental title for World Heavyweight title. Jericho and Christian will be fighting Booker T Gold Goldust for the tag belts. Victoria will be fighting Trish for the women's belt. I think that's all the... Oh, and... RVD will be facing Flair so those are the matches for Raw we'll get into on the Smackdown episode uh, what they'll be doing but yeah thought Raw was a good show and we'll see what happens on Smackdown so thank you for tuning into the uh, the first episode of the TRJ hopefully you'll be taking the journey further with me if you want to uh, get in contact I'll I'll set, up, I'll set up an Instagram page it'll probably be just the ruthless journey so if you search that you'll probably, you'll probably find me and then if you want to send me a DM let me know how you got on with the episode feel free if you want to you know, leave a rating or review. Let me know how I got on. You know, first time and all that. But hopefully, to uh, entertained you, you know, and you're you're learning along with me what the shit house, ruthless aggression was like uh, in the early in the early 2000s. Uh, so we'll get there. We'll get there together. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. So thanks for listening, and take care.